Hello, this is D.B. Richards from the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, and this season is dedicated to Bill Palmerino. Rest in peace, my friend. Welcome, everybody, to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet referee, Dave Keener. All-time classic. This is wrestling. Dave's not here, man, but I am here with my producer, my other friend, best, let's say best friend now. We, he drove my car, so when you drive my car, you become a best friend because you didn't crash my car. Exactly. Brian. Yes. Well, hold on. What? You oh, wait, 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 wait. Stop. I can make my nicknames. Okay, first off, I am the man behind the photos. I am also the tech guru, Brian Schweiker. Okay? Get that right. Wow, you're just doing hillish on Exactly. That's not cool. Okay, so <laughs> last night we were at East Eastern Shore Pro Wrestling down in Chickatee, Virginia. We want to say a special thanks to them for having us down there. And I'm just going to plug this in for them. September 24th is going to be their next show. It's going to be their biggest show ever um, for the season. So check them out. Um, you can go to Facebook at Eastern Shore Pro Wrestling. So I do want to say thank you to some company, um, some podcasts out there because I totally screw up and not do this all the time. I would like to say thank you to Chio from um, Breakfast and Body Slams. Everything he does there. Um, exactly. I would like to say thank you to Tornado Tag and them guys there. They're all awesome too and don't forget a pro wrestling podcast with matt and friends he is one of our one of my best friends like on the podcast twitter things he's awesome dude like if you have a chance try to look him up and try to get on his show he's awesome but he's been having a lot of things going on so i'm happy for him that he's back into the, the world of wrestling but we so, have a we have a guest today yes we do i guess so, i guess i'm introducing him yes because i love when i teach people how to introduce <clears throat> our guest today is from to- toronto ontario canada he is the teenage dirtbag please welcome ryan cartwright did you just yo you know what funny you know what's funny though my name's been mispronounced that exact same way like multiple times before so you're off the hook for that don't worry about that but it's funny because Cartwright and cart fields aren't like they're nowhere near the same thing you know what i mean but it's just the human brain you know it always it always brings it over there so don't worry you're not the uh, you're not the first for that one but yeah thank you for having me i'm bad with names so don't worry and then you have oh, you're good. You're down good. in front of you so I'm gonna to try to do this right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We have the teenage dirtbag Ryan Cartwright. See how hard is that? No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> so Ryan, welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. I met you guys at uh, it was a super crazy building. I think it's called somewhere yes. in New Jersey. Yep. And uh, we're doing a show there with Perry Weiss. Prime yes. Time. Yes. Is, that, is it Perry Weiss or Perry White? Perry it's Weiss. Perry right? Weiss. It's Perry Weiss. Perry Weiss. I want to make sure I'm saying it correctly because I, I respect the hell out of him. Yeah. Prime Time. Perry Perry Weiss is hanging out there. Great time. Great boys. Yeah. Uh, I met Tremont first night there. We scared shitless. I thought he hated me. <laughs> and then cut all the way to oh dude yo i fucking i do want to say one story on here that is probably i shouldn't i probably shouldn't say but it's a sick fucking shoot story so i might as well just get do you, do you have anything quick or can i can i write go ahead tell the story if you want to tell the story go ahead dude i haven't because i haven't told this to anyone yet you guys are the first interview i did since i got home from the state so i i so this is uh it's pretty fresh and i think it's funny but the night that i met you guys um Tremont was there because i think chondo and uh, Bam Sullivan were doing like no rope barbed bar 
fire for, for the bell for, for that company that was running that night. And Tremont came to help, like, you know, set the barbed wire. And uh, I messaged him before, like, on Facebook. And I was like, hey, like, I'm, I'm a kid from Canada. I'm thinking about coming down to your school, this and the other. And then uh, he never answered. He'd read it and never answer. And then when I saw him, I thought he hated, like, the way he was looking at me, I thought he, like, like I could just have an energy. Where I was like, oh, shit, this guy hates me. I go go up to him, introduce myself. And he was, like, the nice guy. And I was like, oh, man, like, I thought you hated me. You never answered. He's like, nah, bro, like, I'm so busy, you know. They like, come by the school, whatever, we'll, we'll get you suited out. Fast forward to he ends up. I had a good, good match with Austin Luke on an uh, underrated episode. And uh, we did, like, light gimmick, um, like, chairs. And um, uh, I was, yeah, it was just chairs. And we, we did a pretty sick, like, hardcore match with Adam and Tremont liked me, so he started using me. And then I got fucking into some, some issues. I can't say exactly what I said, but I said something about one of the kids. So one of the, I'm trying to figure out a way to say it that I don't get in trouble in case it gets back to him. But there was some relations going on between um, some of the, the, one of the students and one of the other kids' parents. And uh, I made some comments about that and it ruffled some feathers, obviously, rightfully so. And uh, they, they kind of, I knew I had a little bit of heat there for it, but nobody had ever brought it up. And uh, they said, we're going to do a show concept, which I know they've done before. It's called Think or Swim. You basically, you know, you go to the, you don't know who you're wrestling, basically. It's a shoot kind of thing where they just bring random guys out and they have matches on the fly. So you're, you, I go, I guess they were really, and you have to write your name on a board so they know who to draw from. And uh, the guy that I said this stuff about, um, who hadn't shown up in forever, he was there, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, this is obvious. Like he's going to, you know, they're going to pair me against him and I'm going to get shot on. And I see him outside or when he sees me, he's like, can we talk outside? Cause I hadn't seen him since it happened. And we, we talk it over and everything's cool. And I was like, Hey man, I know, I know you're going to shoot on me. Um, you get one shot is basically what I said. And he goes, no, bro, no, like I'm, I'm not going to shoot. If he goes, if the cross, if our cross pass down, or if we cross pass down the road, then I'll, I'll give you one receipt, but it's, we're, we're not going to wrestle tonight. And I'm like, bro, I understand what the fuck's about to happen. Like we're, we're going to wrestle. Sure enough. Boom. Fucking calls his name. And he goes, I hear dream on state of the ring announcer. Wait a couple minutes. Call this guy's name in. Wait a couple minutes. Call hard body. And sure enough, fucking guy goes in the ring. They call me in the ring. I go in there. He, he grabs me and just goes, I think we lock up and, uh, he's like, all right, here's your receipt. And just absolutely levels me. Oh, um, grabs me off the ground. Dude, like hardest, like it was open end, but this guy, I don't want to give him too much information because there's not many guys that are like seven foot on the end. So like, bro, this guy's huge, huge, huge whale. Picks me up, goes, here's a finish and it's finished with a choke slam, which I, I, I knew going into it. So I didn't even have to call or I didn't even have to know his finish. And, uh, he pinned me. So I got jobbed out in like 30 seconds. Right. <laughs> oh, and then shit. I go to the back, bro, bro, it gets worse. So I go to the back and the guy, I sit down and the guy calls me and the, uh, he sends a kid over to grab me and goes, Chuck wants, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, this guy wants to talk to you and uh he brings it um he brings me over to talk to him and i start going we're, we're talking and everything's fine and then uh later i uh i go over to leave and i'm like and and matt had said he was like hey maybe i'll book you guys again in a match uh on monday and we'll do like 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 gimmicks like tax or whatever and i'm like perfect let's do it and because uh, i just wanted another spot on their main card and uh we go and i go to say bye i go to say bye to matt and i ask him if uh he booked me on the Monday show and he was mad about something else. It wasn't me that he was mad about, but he goes, uh, he goes, no, I haven't. And like, I'm not going to lie. I'm really pissed off right now. So I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. And I just like kind of jokingly put my, like I jokingly like put my hands up in front of me and I'm like, oh man, sorry. Like, like I'm out of your way. I'm out of your way. Like just kind of like, um, like just a nervous switch and be like, all right, man, like I just want to calm the situation and, and head out. I already got shot on here today, whatever. I walk outside and he comes fucking barely. I 
after me. And he's like, do you think something's funny, you silly Canadian fuck? And I'm like, what? He's like, do you think something's fucking funny? And I was like, bro, I literally, like, I didn't even fucking lie. Like, I didn't even know what was going on. I was so shook. And, like, I'm going to be scared when that fucking legend's, like, yelling at you, you know? So, yeah, that was the last show, the last match that I had now. <laughs> we talked since and everything was cool. But, yeah, that was my final, uh, like, 24 hours in, uh, in the States. Wow. Wow. You learn something new, too, every time. Always keep your mouth shut and you won't get in trouble. <laughs> yes, yeah. Bro, I've had, dude, I've had so many people text me just being like, should have just kept your mouth shut. I was <laughs> like, yeah, all right, fair. Hey, we all learn from Yeah, them. yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we, I, like I said, I was in, I, I deserved it, you know, I, uh, it was on me. We want to bring up our first question and, and then we'll have tons of fun because that's what we are, fun. Sorry to bring the mood down there with me getting beat up. It's a cool story. Yeah, people don't, people always highlight the ups, you know, I think it's funny the I think the, the fuck ups are, are the best kind of like stories of guys messing up and getting in trouble or, or you know just the crazy stuff that we do I think that's where the money is I think that's what people you know enjoy hearing oh yeah do this first question it's called background and training tell me um your who trained you tell me how you start and all that stuff and then we'll have fun so I mean we get a lot of people that listen to our podcast but we also get a lot of people that are not wrestling fans, wrestling fans. like you have a you had a passenger right. who's a fan who's now a fan of our show that never watched wrestling before go Zeke I got a co-worker now that watching that's listening to our podcast now thank you Devin so just give a background of you know how'd you got in the business where you have you trained before um stuff like that um getting in well I was trained by Santino Morella in Miss Aga at Battle Arts Academy which was it was really close to my house which was sick because you know how it is like in, in Jersey, um, there's so many reputable wrestling schools. So, like, it's not like that everywhere. You know, some places it's, you might have to drive two hours just to, to hit a wrestling school, depending on, on where you're situated. So, to find one that was that sick, being 15 minutes away, um, was, uh, was made me like realize, like, okay, I should probably go for this. And it was like almost like fate telling you to do it, you know. But yeah, I was 15, I was in high school. Um, no, no care to learn what the fuck they were teaching me, no desire to work, like, you know, like all of it just was so boring um so yeah just uh i always loved wrestling um watched it as a kid obviously took a break probably maybe grade eight grade seven kind of thing um and then when i went back into high school i kind of got back into it and then when i got got back into it i was like you know what yeah fuck i should probably do this and uh, the rest is history it's it's amazing how you get into this business and all that me because yeah everyone yeah one of my good friend, random ways yeah my good friend brian Sosha, he was in ecwa as one of the chick magnets and all um, and then he was pl- running around as Mark Smart on the indie scenes at some point. He got, came to me. He's like, he's a radio guy now. And he got it. He went to Temple and all that stuff. So shout out to Brian Sosha. Um, he was the reason why he said, dude, you got a voice. You should do a podcast. And I'm like, okay. So I thought about it. I talked to my friends and I made the Insigori podcast. And that was a short-lived um, show since COVID. And I wanted, my me and my old co-host wanted to change the show. He didn't want, he didn't want to do interviews and I love doing interviews. I love talking to you guys. I love learning new stories and stuff like that and trying to get you guys over. And it's one of the reasons why I do a YouTube show now and we play Connect Four. I like doing playing stuff. I like doing something different and being different. And so when that happened for me and and it was like amazing. You got the feel changing your podcast 
podcast at COVID time to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I love ECW so much from my childhood. And now people want to come on to our shows and I'm happy. That's where we start and like, and everybody's accepting us. I was a driver. Yeah, you were a driver. I, I drove some guys over too. I, yeah. One of my one of my favorite rides was Teddy Hart. Oh, dude. Yeah, that guy's all time. Dude, like, no, he's seriously, he gets his name in bed stuff, but he's the coolest guy you sit down and talk to and he's down to earth. For sure, yeah. And he's... I know, I, I, a lot of a lot of guys have I know have been with him and they say, yeah, that he's a cool guy. When he's not, obviously, crazy, you know? Yeah, it, it's, it's weird how you see people in different ways and, like, I have no problem. He had his cats in the car and I thought it was a large cats and oh, not anymore well i started out with you know my best friend frankie picard yeah shout out to him um i've had oh your... is frankie your boy yeah frankie's my boy yeah, yeah yo big shout out to frankie that guy's a... yeah he was my first interview I oh, he's he's really good man yeah. and very yeah. underrated a lot in this business yeah yeah well, fuck yeah he is yeah he, we we wrestled at h2o he's the man yeah he is um i've also had jordan oliver charlie um young dumb and broke basically yeah i know who you're talking yeah. about yeah you guys, right, right. those guys. I've also had Shane Swerve Strickland. I've had Desmond Xavier, who is now what Nash Carter, yeah. Wes over in NXT. Yeah, and I had yeah. um, Wentz, who was also Nash Carter or whatever over at NXT, but he's now no longer part of that company. So, but yeah, yeah, I've had those guys. Yeah, wait, yeah, I I've heard Nash Carter a lot. I thought it was Wentz. Wasn't that like wasn't that what he played in in NXT? I think he went by Wentz. He went no. He went by um, Nash Carter, and I think West, and I think Desmond Xavier went by West something. Okay, driving guys around and all that stuff. Know, good to have him. Good to have him back, though. <laughs> yeah, he made it. Yo, he's back. Here's a here's a question I like to bring up because it's one of my my pet peeves in the world. So our question is pet peeves in the business, and one of them is when referees are out of position and they're counting at somebody's feet instead of their shoulders. It's a pet peeve. Right. You know, yeah, and like I watch everything when I. I watch wrestling i watch everything i watch the referee i watch the wrestlers i watch everything to make sure everything comes together and that's what should be because the referee should be the director of the match they should be telling the time telling you it's almost over stuff like that that's what they do they are visible sure. they're visible but they're there so i watch everything i watch everything from the timekeeper to, to the announcers or whatever you know what i mean i pay attention to everything because if i don't right, right. I, I i think the product is shitty nothing against a lot of promotions out there but that's what I feel and I'm I'm a critic in a way but do you have any pet peeves in the business um yeah I mean for sure damn um oh, oh I hate when when uh the local legend will like grab a carload of guys and then you have to just sit there and listen to them talk about like their one fed tryout that they had in like 2004 and then I they and they all lie and say that they wrestled Mark Henry I don't know if any I don't know if anyone any wrestlers listening how many people do you know that claim they've wrestled Mark Henry on like velocity or something you know what I mean like I don't fucking think Mark Henry was just squashing fucking local talent everywhere for like six years straight you know like but yeah I just I think that's funny I think everyone has a, a fake Mark Henry job story and uh um having long car rides with fucking whiny bats having to listen to them talk about their yeah their one fucking trial see that's when you go oh do you got the video do you got the um thing send it over to me I want to check it out yeah yeah dude, dude there's this one guy from I'm not even gonna say 
his name. He's a local guy in Canada. Like he has a, a promotion down here, and uh, him and his tag partner, they always he always says like how he was featured on Raw this time, and he wrestled Brian Kendrick and Paul London this night, and the Edgeheads on this night. And there's just like no footage of any of this. No, no photos. No like, and, and it's like how like do you not have the biggest moment of your life? Do you not have anything from it? You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah it was, because it's funny. But anyways, whatever. My friend Brian Social was on SmackDown and Raw. I think they were both them. Yeah, I'm not knocking it. Yeah, there's so yeah. many people that they do. It's just like so funny. And I'm, and I'm not even talking crap about those old people. I think it's funny. But yeah, it's just like I'm, whenever they say that they jobbed out to Mark Henry, um, I'm always a little skeptical about it. Oh, I totally understand. But my friend Brian <laughs> Social got chokeslammed by Big Show on national TV when he played security yeah. for JBL. That, that was freaking nice, awesome. Yeah. And then he played security Boy. guard for George George Bush character they did with Crime Time. It was... Oh, I remember that. You remember that? My yeah. one... Brian Sosha's... Yeah. Him and Mike Tobin was one of the um, Secret Service guys. So one of my pet peeves in the business is the fans. Some of the fans get too crazy that they try to be involved <laughs> in the match and, like, you don't yeah. need to be. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And another thing is, is the guys, when they're getting pictures taken with the with the women wrestlers you don't need to be touching them unless they add, allow it correct I, I disagree with that too this one fan in Detroit he got kicked out the other week because he was uh, bat, he was smashing like seats over his head and they threw him out and then he came back in at the end of the show freaking out that his wife was going to leave him if he didn't come home with two t-shirts oh my god <laughs> so they sold him so they sold him two t-shirts and then kicked him out again oh shit wow so okay, that's just like the best thumb up for a wrestling fan, you know, gets kicked out for fucking misbehaving and then has to come back in and buy these shirts because his wife's going to leave him. So I, I have an Eric Bischoff story. Some fans like, I can kick your ass. And uh, I'm looking at Bischoff. I'm like, yeah, dude's black belt. Don't think he will be. And then Bischoff goes, you fight him. I'm like, I'm not going to fight anybody. That's not my thing. I was like, this dude's just a freaking idiot. So what was the... That would have been sick. If, sorry, go, go. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I wouldn't take if Bischoff started giving roundhouse kicks out. Oh, dude, that would be great. Uh, so what was the best advice you ever received from anybody um yo like i'm sure there's so much that i is better but this ate in my head a lot i listened to it last night i was just telling my girlfriend about her this morning we've been from clan on pat mcafee's show and i always like pat mcafee but i uh, i always watch the show for like the goofy like stuff not really like the sit down sports like interviews yeah and um uh mcmahon was saying that uh he he doesn't waste time on a negative because if uh, anytime you focus on a negative it's, it's a double negative because you take the time away from a positive to focus on the negative you know so that I always kind of took for like me being uh, I'm big uh, workout guy or jog guy I go for a lot of runs like more so just for my uh, like mental clarity sort of thing um, kind of keeps me um, more regulated and uh, I, I can kind of perform better just like in my life too from it so um, yeah that that kind of stuck with me big of just like instead of focusing on shitty stuff you know while I'm taking time away from like working out or eating something right or you know make sure I have enough water in my body like whatever it is um, yeah so yeah just that uh, that's the least part and it's fresh in my head yeah i think the best one i got was um be respectful be re be humble and pay your dues basically it doesn't matter if you're a big star or a little or guy starting on the bottom just always be respectful to everybody and always pay your and just be humble that you're in the business and having matches and stuff yep. one of our favorites main days is uh, Corey castles don't be 12 
<laughs> that's true so the next question i have is actually um it's called background checks um i i know you're familiar with what happened about a couple of years ago with the speak out movement a lot of uh women wrestlers came out and said stuff about other wrestlers of what they did you know sexual assault sexual harassment you know inappropriately touching them and stuff like that um and i know in the business there's a lot of companies will say you know bring your boy in he will we'll, um book him a lot of the you know the the friends club and the boys club and stuff like that so do you think that needs to stop and you know some companies need to start doing you know like background checks on some of the wrestlers before they bring them in um yeah it, it well here's like the thing with that is it's so it's such a fucking slippery slope and such a gray area because you have guys that are getting in trouble for all different sort of things you know and there's like for example um uh zach went you know that that stuff that happened with him, him getting in shit for for the photos that he posted they were dissensitive he should have never done it he he understands he should have never done it yes he did it but something like that versus um somebody like a joey ryan where the the stuff that was going on was so much larger you know it's it's like i said it's, it's a gray area in between there There's, and a lot of it too you don't sometimes you don't get the whole side of everyone's story you're just getting you know a post and then this person's done like it i, I don't it, it that needs to be there it always needs to nobody wants to be violated or be hurt or anything like that but yeah to, to say like this guy got in trouble for um for a stupid photo that he posted versus like like a g-raver thing where he beat a girl it's so different you know um it's so hard to uh to lump everybody kind of under that one umbrella i think i think it should go kind of how it is now where some people get let back in they they did their time they they apologize uh and they come back and i think there's other people that the the repercussions were so large or the um what they did was so large that the repercussions need to be they just they're, they're done you know yeah yeah i totally agree with you yeah well i mean the reason why the reason why i ask this question a lot is because we actually know somebody up here in jersey i'm not going to put his name out there he was running a promotion up in north jersey um he was working with a few other companies we knew about and when that whole speak out movement came out some people found out that he was actually a registered sex offender and he did some things to a couple 12 year old boys and nobody knew about it oh i know exactly who you're talking about yeah I, will, I, will, I was like obviously i'm gonna know who it is but i was waiting for like more story but yeah i, I, I don't want to put the name out there because that's not what we yeah, do yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I guess but yeah it's just yeah, it, it, for me it's just like if you know stuff like that people need to be check be checking because you got you got so many shows that have children there and you don't want you know this guy yeah. walking around and doing stuff that's what i'm that stuff that that i would lump on the the end of like the extreme end you know of like that's an adjustable read like we had an incident at santino's thing where that uh, same kind of thing happened with another guy that was was training there and santino kicked him out right away when the kid came back to try to ask for his spot back santino's like dude i got fucking kids classes here you know what i mean like i don't need their these kids parents dropping their kids off and seeing you you know here and they've also seen you on the news you know what i mean like it, it's gonna make people uncomfortable so it's not gonna happen right and that that's totally totally just justifiable at least for for our, uh, for our industry should his life be ruined should he have to spend the rest of his life in a dark box no why should should he be in this business that's supposed to be a reward no you know but there's some there's some stuff out there that people are on a sex offender list but they didn't do anything like i know a guy right. that went, and, went outside and took a yeah, piss near a school and right he got hit yes sex yes offender. so so we don't have that at home but when I, the first time i ever came to the state as soon as we got across buck anderson this like local guy here he said uh don't piss out in public here because they have different laws like we have public urination which is great yeah. like if you piss outside it's a public urination it's public mischief basically it falls under that 
like a mischief charge, you know? Yeah. Um, in the States, yeah, they don't have that. It's, it's like a, a sex offender crime, right? It's even, yeah, it's yeah. funny though. But yeah, that, that's what I said, lumps in with the gray air of like sometimes people just say something and then, um, or see something and then they, they tie cast it, right? So it's like, it, it's hard to gauge which guys are clean and which guys aren't clean. And, you know, it, it's hard to differentiate, you know, the people and, and know which guys are, are fine and not, you know, or believe which guys you believe and which ones you don't. I was reading an article like maybe like 15 years ago and it was a guy that um, met his wife but they were young he was a little bit older she was like maybe two years younger they had kids together and but his her family put him down as a sex offender he can't go out with his kids for Halloween you know what I mean stuff like that <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at that but that's just like such a fucking white trash like Jersey PA story that was probably a PA story it was a, P- it was a PA story yeah yeah that's a fucking PA story if I've ever heard one <laughs> so it's like some stuff you hear it's like just sounds stupid and horrible but <laughs> right, I think right. the law needs to go into this stuff and make sure what is a sex offender and what isn't a sex offender uh, but, and here's what like I sorry go 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 I'll, uh, I'll say this out after but you go, go ahead go ahead I'm, I'm done well I was saying it, it's not and this isn't like exactly the right way to put it because it's not wrestling and the law isn't the same thing but like the way I wish we had the same kind of um, uh, tools as like the law enforcement does like police do when a crime happens like if somebody comes out on twitter and says that a wrestler convicted a crime against them i yeah. wish it went through the same fucking trial that it would have if she went to the cop you know what i mean and i know it's insane that would never happen but like i wish it got put through that same filter and filterization thing you know yeah this is what i, I, I people just see it and then believe it or not over, this right? is what i was saying um to a lot of people when that whole speak out movement happened it's that i understand that a lot of people want to get their story out but the thing is you have to think about it in a legal standpoint standpoint when you say something like that you have to be prepared for the repercussions and there was a few guys that actually went to court to sue a few of the wrestlers for slandering their name like you can't just come out and say hey this guy touched me and all that and he never did anything you expect him not to take take action i mean like um one of the wrestlers we had on last week was it last week or two weeks ago okay he said oh you have joey ryan but you know his um his one of his moves is a dick flip. It's like, why are you getting upset about touching where he's at? You guys already know that move is in there. That if you didn't want to do it, you shouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? So I don't know about Joey Ryan that much, but about other things, but some stuff people got offended about is the dick flip. It didn't make sense because we all know that he does it. Right. I didn't know that. I didn't know people were upset about the dick flip. That's and, like the least of fucking concerns. Mm-hmm. If that, yeah, that, that sucks. Yeah, that's stupid. But I feel like too, it's uh, once they set their sights on you, um, once wrestling Twitter sets their sights it's, and they see red, it's over. You know what I mean? And they'll cut you down for every little thing that they can find at that point, you know? It doesn't surprise me that that came up. Look, at the, look at the Briscoe brothers. He said something really bad Oh, back oh yeah, he said, yo. Yeah, that was some wild ass shit, dude. That was wild ass shit, dude. I'm going to one you up on that one. The Tessa Blanchard incident. Yeah. Right before her match at Impact uh, Rebellion versus Sammy Callahan for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. She stated that she, well, she put 
tweeted she tweeted something about unity within with, within women, and then Allison Kay and a few others start slandering her, telling her she said the N word and spit on this person. And when you do that when, on Twitter, mm-hmm. it's like the Twitter trolls are gonna jump right on that yeah, and you kill take, it. Take yourself out of the like out of the equation, or like put yourself as a bug on the wall from that. I'm just like, and I know it's like it, it shouldn't be allowed that, but I'm just two people dressed up in like glittery outfits, fucking screaming the N word at each other and spitting on each other. It's like it's so fucking stupid. But hey, it's stressfully that you know. I as much as I don't want to believe it, and I don't know Tessa, you know, it's yeah. one of those things. Like, hey, dude, you know, who the, who the fuck knows, right? But you know, Keith Lee just jumped right on that. And he was making jokes left and right. Right. Oh. I mean, that's even me. It's like to a certain degree, you gotta gotta try to have fun and keep moving forward from that stuff. And you'll have friends that that go down from it along the way, and you kind of just check in on them, make sure they're okay, and then just keep going forward. And, you know, exactly. Keep, so, I want to do my new question. Um, it's called the triple threat. So, do you know like the game everybody looks to play back in the day? Like, who would you go? It up? is married, married, fuck, fuck and, and kill. kill. So we changed it yeah. up because we didn't want to use that. We wanted to use it as um, single match, tag team match, and a special traction match. Okay, and we picked three okay. wrestlers. We put we picked three wrestlers on this list and and the and the special match. Go ahead. You want to say? All right. So your choices are Gabby Gilbert, Deshaun Pratt, and Aaron Ash, all from CZW. You have to choose. Ooh, yeah, you, so, you, so you have to choose one that you want to have a match with in a single match. You have to choose another one as your tag team partner, and you have to choose the last one in a cage match. Who would you do? Give me uh, Pratt in the singles because okay. he can. We would have you know hey, you could have a stick match with the broomstick, which yeah. is which hey it's not far off from from wrestling me. So that would be the singles. Give me Gabby as my tag partner, and then me and Ash in the cage. Oh, that's because awesome. he's a distractor. He, he yeah he smashes through shit right. So yeah. that would we could definitely go crazy there. That's freaking awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that was that was fuck. Even I was like when you said fuck Ray Kill, I was like yo I'll fucking play. I wanted to play it. I was gonna play it, dude. But yeah, you know, the fact that Gabby was the only only hot bitch on there. So that, that's our new thing. We we got that from a wrestler. He asked us that question, and we're like, oh, can I have it? And he goes, yeah. So I put it into our questions now. So we do a, a null question called three matches. So we you pick your three all time favorite matches um that you watched on TV, and then you tell us three matches of your matches that you enjoyed wrestling other people. So three of your all-time oh. favorite from... Oh, I know. This show gets a little bit tough sometimes, but it's all about fun. Wait, so what, of all time that I've had or just of all time that I've watched? But just watch. The first one is just watch. Like, my favorite was Brett and Perfect at um, SummerSlam 91. So whatever wrestling company out there, it could be Indies, whatever. What's your favorite matches you watch? Probably Michaels and Taker at WrestleMania 25. That was just... Um... See, this is tough. I know. Yeah, I've been watching wrestling in... in a while so I'm trying to think of because uh, old matches as a kid like all the um, Michaels and Jericho ones I like um, a lot of stuff with Cena when he was feuding with like um, uh, Randy Orton Chris Jericho Big Show yeah. like even The Miz like that was even though that might not be popular years for most people growing up that was when it, it was at the peak of my interest you know so those matches like those shitty like the Denver Nuggets versus LA Lakers like 5 on 5 tag matches like those are things that I remember right but they're not the most uh, the most 
popular in but recent it doesn't years. Mean, it doesn't matter if it's popular or not. It's your favorite. You know what I mean? It's something that yeah, you yeah. enjoy. Those, yeah, those, those are, that would be my favorite. So yeah, they, they yeah. stick out for sure. Um, uh, oh, um, uh, fucking One Night Stand, the uh, Mike Awesome, and uh, that Japanese dude watched. That was sick. They kept putting each other through doors. Yeah. yeah. That was fucking rad. That whole that whole event was that. Um, oh, Joey Janela, too. I was always a huge mark. I met him in the States, and he was a fucking dip, and I'm not <laughs> as big of a fan, but he, uh, <laughs> he definitely watched a lot of his shit. So, like him and Leo Rush uh, at CZW. Yeah. Did a lot of sick shit. Okay, let's do your favorite matches you've been in with your opponents. Um, this is not my favorite, but I just wrestled Bam Sullivan last week, and he was sick. I like him a lot. He's so nice, and he's, I uh, met him at that the first time the same day I met you guys, too, which yeah. is funny. Yeah, he, he's um, a really, he was a really good guy, yeah. Probably Jimmy Lloyd. I'll, I, I've worked him, like, I think four times now. We're set to go in Texas in November, in October, too, with Loco. So oh, I, nice. I've wrestled him enough. Yeah, and so he's fucking so easy and so good. So I'd probably be probably be Jimmy. Uh-huh. Oh, me, Damien666, and Ruben Thiel had a three-way. And, uh, dude, that that was the match that put uh, Ruben on the map. The next day, he got booked for ICW. So it was like, we went fucking hard. Yeah, and Damien, uh, uh, his wife had just, like, passed at the time. And he wasn't even on the show. I, I from It was from COVID, and it was during COVID. And he was really, like, he, he was going through it, right? And uh, he wasn't booked on the show. And he messaged them and was like, put me in this fucking match. Like, I need to fucking wrestle. Like, I need to do this to get my mind out shit. And we came out and he went fucking hard, yo. Like, he went to go, uh, he went to go give me a boot with, uh, tubes on me and he fucking put on, on the beer and he got up and got pissed and took a baseball bat and then he fucking nailed on the bundle with it. So, I do, I do a question I really, really enjoy. It's called, um, Pranks and Rips. I just pranked Brian last night with Keener. So, we, we got it from Sean Carlson from 1CW. He, um, one of his trainees, he told the waitress that it's his birthday and they brought him out like a brownie and ice cream and all. Right. So we went to our waitress and asked for Brian over here and said it was his birthday too and they brought out and they're like free of charge and, and it was just funny as hell and you're just upset he's giving me the finger right now that, <laughs> that uh, I was about to say you're not looking at it but I'm giving you the middle finger. Yeah I, I see it. I'm not gonna. However I, I still got her number though so. Well, that's cool. At least we got yeah, your dude. number. So do you have any prank? That's pr- what it's all about. That's it. Yeah so do yeah, you have any prank? That's what it's pr- all about. Just taking numbers. Sorry go. That's <laughs> okay. So do you have any pranks or rib stories um i was looking on my phone earlier on uh, like texting apps i used to message the guys an old like howard stern bit but i would message them looking uh, to buy like weird shit on that i'd say that i saw on their craigslist ad and uh they'd keep like saying that it wasn't their ad and i'd have multiple numbers going so it looked like multiple people were texting them asking about like it'd be something to do like a basketball like kidding like just like something random right but i just like wouldn't stop like harassing these people about the fucking about uh <laughs> Uh, Kijiji items, but in terms of ribs, like man, there's 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 so many good ones. Um, I've found a lot of you can't say, but like there's hard in the shit. Like, like you see this guy's Japanese dude, he's high like your bags and your shoes and your clothes to the rafters, so like you wouldn't see, like you wouldn't notice him. Then when you went to go get changed after, um, all your stuff would be gone and it'd be hung up on the roof. It's like yeah, harmless stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot more. I just yeah, I can't. It doesn't come to mind right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a good one. I'll tell. I'll tell you guys off there but yeah i can't i object later oh i totally understand i i rib, i ribbed keener when he's in the beginning i kept on going over his house at five o'clock in the morning with donuts and all and he's still asleep he always has the door open for me his loss i am the, i am the ribber and the pranker and my whole thing is if i 
rib you and prank you. It's or have fun with you. It's because I love you guys, and that's how I do right. it. That's fine. And like yeah, I said, for sure. And like I told but you, payback's gonna be a bitch. You're gonna do that, and I keep on going, and I keep on going and going and going, and it's gonna be a horrible time. You might be on the side of the road, and I'll pick you up on like four days later. I remember a guy told me a story. Um, he brother was so drunk, they took his wallet, took his keys and everything, and put them on the train to New York. No money to get back home. That that was a, that was one of the craziest moments um I ever heard. My next question is called geek out moment. Have you ha- ever had a geek out moment in wrestling going oh my gosh i dave always says you always have one with barbarian warlord yeah because i grew up on this stuff and it's kind of cool but i don't geek out like i always do but if it's like ricky steamboat i'm like oh my gosh bret hart's an all one yeah. because he's one of my favorites beginning because i was like oh my gosh it's bret hart it's bret hart bret hart bret hart my all-time favorite right you know what i mean and it's amazing um I, like yo i and i mean we're all we're all huge marks that's why we do it so i mean if, if you guys love it like i'm sure you can relate but like anytime I see like a guy that I've watched on TV or like um, was like in my eyes a star, you always get you know blown away or, or a bit nervous or whatever, right? So yeah, any anytime I see like a named guy, I'm always like, oh damn, like that's like a fucking pick. I'll try to like pick his brain or pick like how he goes about his stuff or whatever. So yeah, anytime I see when I saw the bad boy, I was like, damn dude, it's really him. And then he fucking yelled at me because I looked like him. Yeah, I could talk to him and all that as a person, but I geeked out a little bit. Yeah yesterday when i played connect four with red titus that episode will be out today oh nice so it gave so me a, nice yeah so nice so nice one of the respectful yeah. person he beat me but i put in the chip in the wrong bin and I was like oh crap I put in the wrong one so that was my mistake right. but when we do my connect for when to when you win it's over and I get your social media that's how we play our games you know what I mean but um I geeked out a little bit because he said yes and that's one of the biggest names we had on there so so it's like oh my gosh no way no yeah, he yeah, knows, red no he knows who we are and it's so cool that he knows who we are and it's it's awesome right right I think yeah I have- no hey fuck I'm the same way man we're all we're all huge huge fans right that's why we got into it oh yeah yeah i got I, my moment was a couple months ago back in march i was up in north jersey for a show and our co-host keener pulled me off the side during the break and he pulled me over and there's jared briscoe sitting down at a table and he said yeah this is my guy brian he's one part of our podcast and he's a photographer and i shook mr briscoe's hand and i said you know thank hello sir it's an honor to meet you in the back of my mind i'm like oh my god oh my god this is gerald briscoe but as a part of me i was like you know just saying thank you but at the end of the show he pulled uh, the two guys from the main event and Keener who was the ref and all that in the back and I got to sit there and listen to what he was talking about and he was just putting out so much good stuff for those guys yeah and it was just amazing to hear that so I, I did I did meet Gerald Briscoe because when we do see you in the future because I do want to get a day picture with you we did a day picture with Gerald Briscoe and he thought it was the f- <laughs> greatest thing ever because we put a sticker on you says Dave on it and it's funny as hell it's our gimmick because me and him are Daves, you know what I mean? That's what the DB stands for is Dave, you know? So it's kind of funny getting a Dave picture out there with everybody. So the next question... Yeah, yeah it's nice. So yeah. It's good that he was a good guy. So I hate yeah, I hate meeting guys and then they're fucking assholes. So the next question we have is how did we get there? Uh, you get a lot of shows that are having, um, you know, just random matches. You know, you put this person, person A versus person B, but there's no storyline behind that. So do you think that, you know, some places do need the storyline to build up to that match? 
match for that event. Like, take for instance, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon, WrestleMania 10, the first ever ladder match. You know, it took them like, what, three or four months to build that up. So do you think, you know, some companies should do that for certain matches? Um, yeah, like it, 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 every match has its own thing, right? It's just there. It's like, I don't, I don't care about like a lot of my matches are the exhibition, you know, where you're saying it's, it's guy one versus guy B. And like, I'm happy with that role um, right now because I'm just trying to get my, my um, feet wet. But like I, a lot of indie shows, yeah, it's just from start to finish, uh, it's just random kind of guys matched up towards each other. Um, and I, I definitely think it, it, it's like the same way as um, when a guy's just like wears normal tights and does a lot of like flippy moves and doesn't have any substance or like character or anything behind him. Where it's like, yeah, if that's fine to do a wrestling for, for everyone, do whatever you want. But you're only relying on your moveset. You're going to have to be so fucking good at the shit that you do. And there's guys out there like Ricochet who can always do it better, you know? It's the same thing as, as that. It's like you're stripping down everything that wrestling should be and you not adding these storylines to it. You're still going to have the same matches at the end of the day. You might as well put some substance up behind it to try to get people a little more invested, you know? Oh, yeah. Trust me. I'm a boy, Frankie. He, any match he's in, he's always trying to put out a promo, at least for the for the show, to bring people in. So Right, right. So the next question is called Table of Five. You're the fifth person at the table, and you have to put four more people at that table to, to like sit down, have dinner, blah, 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 whatever you want. Your imaginary world. So we always put themes to it. So I want to I want to put the theme, any student that you were in when you got trained by Sam, Santino, you know what I mean? Any of the guys that you trained with into that table, who would it be? Um, trainees? The trainees that you were with learning. Yeah. Um, there was a guy, Pretty Ricky Wilby, I'm still friends with, like, to this day. Um, he was a, he's a local guy. He's really, really good. Um, there's a guy named Carew. He um, wrestles, like, a little bit of impact stuff. Um, but yeah, he was really cool, awesome guy. Um, they still are just local guys. They still wrestle today, but it's just, like, around, like, Toronto. Ontario area yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah a lot of guys Brad Fermonti Tomer Shalom he did a dart uh, against Jason Jordan on Raw a couple years ago that was his big big moment there um, speaking about vets talking about that kind of stuff I was driving with him yesterday and he was doing the same thing but at least it's justifiable because he did do it you know he, he's not claiming Mark Henry oh yeah and you got I think one more one more yeah um, or did we miss one did we miss one there was, there was this guy there was this guy he quit wrestling like a month in or something or maybe a couple months then but he came in at the exact same time as me and we were both high school kids and there wasn't a lot of high school kids at Battle Earth at that time so yeah. we kind of gelled and um, his they gave him the gimmick name Guy Coolio which I thought was the thickest like gimmick name and then he quit wrestling so wrestlers Guy Coolio the name's up for grabs anyone who wants to that is really it. cool yeah I, I have a question because I care about this business so much do you think it's called safety in the business do you think referees should know CPR in the ring or or anybody outside that around there that if something happens they're there right there to try to save you or whatever because we see so much stuff happen like seeing wrestlers having heart attacks or hitting the ropes wrong and they're passing away in the ring do you think they should have cpr um, train referees out there. I mean, like, yes, you know, um, they should. I think if you're a wrestler and you are CPR trained, you should have that on your resume that you're sending promoters, um, for sure. But I, I think uh, with deathmatch stuff, because you have those commissions, right, and they force you to have a doctor there. Um, shout out Dr. Frank. But they they don't, uh, the deathmatch shows, even if they have a doctor on site, they don't have blood. And that's the only thing that I, I think would be helpful to have there is whatever whatever that kind of blood is that goes by with type 
shape O or whatever. I'm not a fucking cool guy, but whatever the, the common blood is that you can put in most people, um, okay, they definitely that- should have some bags of, you know, have some bags of that at the, yeah, at the show because like, you know, these, we've seen so many guys get their arteries snipped or close, too close to calls, you know? Yeah. So. I love my questions sometimes, you know what I mean? And yeah. hoping, hoping people listen to it and go, this is what we need to change in wrestling. And this is what we do. So I hope I am the person that helps change wrestling. Yeah. So I got next two questions that I personally, you know, answer in myself. The mo- first one is called Creator Wrestler. Um, you know, WWE puts out a video game almost every year, WWE 2K, whatever year. Um, and on the game, there is a gameplay called Community Cre- uh, Creator Wrestler, where you can actually create your own wrestler, you know, all the way down to the fine detail of move by move. Um, and people put this on like their community creations, as they call it. Um, I've seen cr- some crazy stuff like Mario, Luigi, Barney, but I've also seen like actual wrestlers that are not part of WWE, which is like Kenny Omega, um, the Young Bucks, stuff like that. But I've also seen a lot of guys are local like violence and riley shepherd so when when you see this when you see those people the actual people on that community creation if you ever uh the community creation um if you ever play the game um and you see that you know somebody put in a lot of work for that character do you think that um that gives the wrestler that they created more more see more around the world and stuff and, and other wrestling fans um i mean they even with the stuff that they've been doing with like saudi arabia and shit it's no you there's no stranger to the fact that they're, they're trying to expand their stuff and get it out to everybody because it's obviously not at where it was at one point um i mean people say wrestling is gonna die and stuff but i think it's hot right now or as hot as it was in the past while so i just think it's cool that you know we see people that we know are like in the video game and to me like that just gonna get them more attention for them as well but the next question i have is called it's called it's called collaborating and uh about a week about a week ago we had a guy on here from the state of georgia talking about that the companies down there in georgia you know love to collaborate with each other they work together they support each other um but there's like a few other states that don't do that they're like at each other's throats they're putting wrestling politics and wrestling drama for everything so do you believe that so do you think that um companies should try to work together and you know be united to make the wrestling business better uh yeah i joined shows are fucking sick i there should be should be more of them than uh, than there is to be honest but like i don't know it's whatever i understand um like even even places like uh, the uk like i'm from canada like joint shows are a big deal to, to places like they don't have the hotbed companies there um and it's a good way to swap talent so yeah i think it's good for everyone um obviously the guy in control might be a little skeptical about doing it um where he doesn't want to put his talent out to other places or get his fans on to another fan base but it, it's one of those things that just it's good for wrestling and i mean hey like a promoter loves joint shifts because he doesn't have to pay the whole rate for flights right so it kind of works for everybody so yeah i think uh there should be more so this is the final question dave likes to go it's the final question i'm like no david adams here and this is the final question for this episode of the 2300 wrestling podcast this is called the five questions of doom wait you gotta say it right i have to say it right yes you want me to say it right no i'll do it oh you i'll try to okay it is called five questions of doom
Dave does it so much better. We just need to get him to record it, and so we can just push the button. You know what I mean? Here's the button. Ding. You know what I mean? Yeah. We we can get rid of the crickets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody does the crickets. So it's five questions to them. They're random five questions, non wrestling related. Question number one. Yeah. Go. Hit me. Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers. Uh, Ninja Turtles. Question number two. What would your superpowers be? Um, uh, X-ray vision for obvious reasons. I like that. I like that. I like I like Wolverine's one. I like. The heel. Um, now, question number three. Apple or Android? Uh, Apple. Okay, question number four. Batman or Superman? Uh, Batman. And last and least. I hate all superheroes, though, for the record. But Sorry. he's not a superhero. He's be associated with that. Batman's not a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> question number five. Homer <laughs> Simpson? Homer yeah. Simpson or Peter Griffin? Uh, Peter Griffin. So that's the five questions to do. So Yeah, fuck yeah. Thank you, guys. Eh? Thank you for being on the show. Um, Just plug in and tell everybody your social media accounts so they can check you out. Uh, Hello, hard body on every Thing. Okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. <laughs> this has been the 20th Generation Podcast. I'm Dave Keener alongside DB Richards, and we'll see you in the ring. And we want to thank Ryan Cartwright for being on the show today. Thank you. Yo, thank you guys. Yo, it's a teenage terrific Hello Hard Body. You're listening to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Kawabunga. Hey, this is DB Richards. And this is B. Schweik. Hey, we got some ads. Yes, we do. We have Twisted Shamrock Studios and Spa is not your typical spa. Take a journey back in time with all your favorite nostalgia from the 1920s to the early 2000s. The staff will provide you with healing therapeutic services with a high-end feel. Mention this podcast and receive 10% off of your first service. Book with Twisted Shamrock Studios and Spa today, where recovery, relaxation, and love of all decades past never go out of style. So where can you find them? You can find them at 16 Wilmington West Chester Pike in Chad's 4 PA 19317 and you can call them at 484 Five seven four eight eight and six eight. Hey Brian, hey, I want to go now. Twenty three hundred wrestling podcast. Let's go. Sam Alfalzi here and Zach Ravix. Super crazy wrestling, super crazy arena, Skid Row Academy. We are indeed the best facility in New Jersey. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Probably no in the world, extremely top three. I would say we have very terrific trainers. Actually, they all come from uh, the Ring of Honor dojo, so yeah. you already know you're. So they're gonna be great. They're definitely great. Oh yeah, for sure. You're gonna experience some, you know, pretty elite stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're all about intensity here. You know, uh, we're, we're always here to help. We're, we're always reach one, teach one. That, that's our main thing. You know, I feel like if you're a person that really feels like wrestling is your dream and that's what you want to accomplish, this is the best school to come to. Or burn. Or, or burn. Okay. Or Brack said. So, uh, once again, you know, best school probably in the world. Definitely in Jersey. You can find it. You can find it on Facebook, uh, Super Crazy Wrestling and Scare Row Academy. And Instagram, Super Crazy Wrestling, Scare Row Academy. You can contact Melissa Pena or... Oh dog, and he'll come find you if you don't find him. Or I will. Or or Brax will. You won't burn. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is David Kinner from the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, letting you know about photographer, camera editor, designer extraordinaire Brian Schweiker. Please give him a call at 856-254-7546 for any of your photography needs. You can also reach him at bschweiker13 at gmail.com, Facebook and everything else is there as well. Get them for all your party, wrestling, movies, whatever you want to do. That's Brian Swiker. Check him out. Yeah!